Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. Good morning. Everybody okay? That was a great intro. (laughs) Feel ready. Uh, So I I want to... uh, tie a, a few different threads together uh, this morning, just a, a, a few short thoughts from us, uh, for us from uh, what we've been hearing about compassion uh, and also uh, just the series that we've been in uh, on walking the walk together. And I know maybe not everyone's been here for each week, uh, but we've been in this series, uh, Walking the Walk. It's been a great series, hasn't it? Um, but good news, no more bad jokes this morning. <laughs> Okay, although I did realize uh, last week I, I have not been paying attention to the, to the football, uh, the, the fixtures. Uh, I, I didn't realize that the final was on the Carol Service Day. Uh, but I actually do know someone, it's actually worse for them, because uh, they have tickets for the World Cup final, and it's, uh, but it's clashing with their wedding day. Yeah, so we need someone to take his place. So if anyone's interested... Sunday the 18th of December, 3 o'clock, you know what's coming, don't you? 18th of December, St. Mary's Church in Grimsby, her name is Kate. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a round of applause for that. Also, we, we've, got, <laughs> we've got fireworks house party tonight as well. I'm not in charge of the light and the fireworks. I did it a couple of years ago, got booed by friends and family uh, for setting them off in the wrong sequence. Bang out of order. <laughs> In the interest, uh, as you know, I work in a Bible college where uh, plagiarism and all that sort of stuff was very important. People referenced that was dad jokes on Twitter. So that's, that's not my own work, um, but there you go. But we've been in this series on, uh, on, on walking the walk. And, and last week, Russ was talking about becoming, uh, that we are changed. And as I was sitting and listening, I was thinking about the fact that that sometimes, and particularly within our Christian tradition, we can have this idea that, yeah, becoming matters, but actually, because of the way that we frame our gospel, we sometimes lose sight of the importance of that, because we have this idea. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had that awkward situation um, when you might, you might see someone and they're waving, something like this, and you think they're waving at you but they're actually waving at the person behind you. I had this recently. Someone was waving. I don't know who they are. I'm waving back. They're, they turn around. There's someone behind me. Um, and they're probably thinking, what is that weirdo just waving at me? And we, we have this thing that, that God doesn't look at us. He, he looks just at Jesus. But actually, God does look, and he does want, to, want us to be transformed, almost like we've got in our heads that, that the only thing that matters is that, oh, Jesus, oh, sorry, God has said, yes, you are forgiven, and that's it. But actually, there is a transformation that should take place. Uh, the, uh, a person in church history called Athanasius, he had this phrase, and it developed an idea within Christian thinking, that Jesus became what we are so that we could be what he is. He became what he, we are so that we could become who he is. And we don't always have this idea 
in our, in our thinking. That actually, when Jesus comes and we, we, we make that decision to say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. And, and God and, uh, 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 you know, frees us from our sin. That actually, it's not just a statement that God says, like, oh, that's it, you're, you're free, you're forgiven. But actually, there's also something that is transformed within us. And so that is uh, something that we need to remember with this becoming, that God has started a process with, within us of transformation. And uh, we've been reading from Colossians chapter 1 over the past few weeks. Uh, and well done if you have uh, memorized the verses. So Colossians 1, uh, 15 onwards. But I just want to go back a few verses. Just listen to this uh, prayer uh, that Paul prays. For this reason, what, uh, Colossians 1, verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the, uh, live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So Paul's praying for the church. I wish I was praying like this or writing like this. And he's saying that he wants God to fill them with knowledge uh, of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that we live lives that please God. And then there's the, there's the effects of that. We bear fruit, we grow in the knowledge of God, and we're strengthened with all power to have endurance and patience. There's something that's being transformed within us. And so just as Paul is praying that prayer for the church, you know, all them years ago and saying, I want you to understand who God is. I want you to know uh, him more so that you bear fruit, so that you have joy, so that you have patience and endurance, so that you know who God is. This is what we want to pray for ourselves today as a church, that we as believers, we continue to grow in our knowledge of God and we have insight and wisdom. You see, this is the thing. Whatever we've been talking about, you know, become, uh, belonging, believe, uh, behave, become, and the stuff with compassion this morning, and hearing and responding to that, it all starts with an encounter with God. That actually that is that, the point where we encounter and we come to know who God is. And so I want to share a few thoughts this morning just on this idea of encounter as a way of kind of building on what we've been hearing over the past few weeks, thinking about compassion this morning, but actually, are we as people of God, not just something that happened to us a long time ago, you know, when we maybe made that first decision to say yes to following Jesus, and if you're here this morning and you've never made that decision, then today is a great day to do that, and you can say yes 
And it's the start of a process. It's the start of a journey. But it's not just an encounter that happens once or happened a long time ago, but something that we want to keep encountering the presence of God that transforms us. We encounter God. And let me just encourage us as well. We, encourage, uh, we encounter God in all sorts of different ways. You know, we can have this idea that, well, I encounter God when I come to church. We have the band and everyone's here and praising. Or, you know, when there's some spectacular moment, you know, that's when I'm meeting God. Or in my quiet time, when, or I'm having my devotional time. When I'm reading the Bible for myself, I'll encounter God. You know, we can encounter God in all sorts of ways. And those things perfectly acceptable. But there's actually lots of different ways that God wants to meet us, speak to us, and transform us. It doesn't always have to be like this amazing uh, experience. It can just be something quiet within us that actually, God, you're speaking to me. You know, as we've been here in the presentation this morning, we've maybe not had this great revelation, angelic visitation, but actually something from the screen has just dropped a seed in our heart and we're thinking, Actually, I could do that. I could, I could make a response. That's an encounter with God. That something has changed. You've not just heard the presentation, but now something is different. And whatever it might be. So we encounter God. And so I want to encourage us this morning to think about this. That we want to have a church. Not just where we're doing all the things of church, which are great. But within that, we are encountering the true and living God. We're encountering Jesus that transforms us so that we continue to become who he wants us to be. So the first thing is this. Encounter shifts our focus. Encounter shifts our focus. Um, just recently, uh, me and Dina, we went to uh, Rome. We were 40 last year. We finally managed. This was on our, like, you know, this is the thing we want to do. We want to go to Rome for our 40th birthday. So, uh, you know, we're now 41. It's like it's taken us that long to, to get everything sorted. We didn't want to go during COVID because we wanted to make sure we could get the full uh, experience. So we went. We saw all the sites, the Colosseum, uh, Trevi Fountain. I don't know if anyone's been there. Uh, but the Sistine Chapel as well. We went to uh, the Vatican and... Uh, this was, a, this was a big deal for me because I, I love that, that piece of artwork. If you've seen it, the, the, the Sistine Chapel, Creation of Anum. And, uh, you know, I was really looking forward to it. And it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, but one of the things about going through, and by the way, I, I found the whole experience quite interesting. Most people, it was quite late in the day we were doing the tour, and most people were like, just get us to the Sistine Chapel. All right, I don't need to look at all the other artwork along the way. Whereas I'm like, oh, this is, this is really interesting. Uh, but anyway, everyone else is just, let's do, move along. But one of the things about the Sistine Chapel, and by the way, if you do ever go, make sure you follow the rules, um, is that you're not allowed to take photos in there. Um, some sort of protection, copyright, and all this sort of stuff. So you're not allowed to take photos. Um, so, fine. Except we walk in, <laughs> and everyone sneakily got their, their phone like this. And, 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 and you see, I mean, one guy was lying down. I'm, I'm like, I, I didn't know if he was having some religious experience. I think he was actually taking a photo. There was this one, one woman. She, she was trying to get the finger of God like this. So she was just trying to line it up. Now, there were a few people walking around. And I'm, I'm stood there thinking, no, the rule says you can't take photos. 
Uh, there are people there stopping this going on, but, you know, people are sneaky, so, like, it was still happening. And this is the thing. We're in this moment. It's beautiful. You know, look up. <laughs> Actually, just take it in. You don't need to take a photo. Just going to sit <laughs> in the cloud somewhere, you know, and, uh, and, and just shift your focus. Actually, look up and take a moment. But instead, we're putting ourselves in the middle of the picture, Happened as well, and you know, we got plenty of photos outside the Colosseum where we're you know, doing all, all of the, the usual touristy things. But so many people like getting the perfect shot. It's like actually take the focus off yourself for a minute. Yes, get the photo, but actually just, just take in what you're looking at. Just take in the moment. And sometimes when we come to, to thinking about the presence of God, don't get me wrong, we can come with all sorts of things. But it brings our focus to ourselves. And actually what God wants is for us to stop. And when we encounter Him, be it in worship, be it in the times that we're uh, in our own devotional, whatever it might be, that actually we're lifting and shifting our focus. That we're changing so that we're not thinking about just what's going on here, but who God is. And just as, as um, Claire was sharing, I just had a little thought pop into my mind. Because it's very easy, and, and like hearing about giving, and absolutely we're in you know, challenging times. And I'm conscious that sometimes, as Christians, our faith can sound flippant. This was the, the thought, you know, just trust God, you know, and, and actually... We say things with faith, but maybe it comes off as being flippant. But actually, we need to trust in who God is. And that's actually not a flippant thing to do, but we're saying, God, in this, and don't get me wrong, we acknowledge the situation we're in, but we still want to speak with faith. Whatever it might be, whether it be a financial issue. Actually, yes, we look at the reality, but we're going to speak with faith. Yes, this is the, the health of the situation you have, but we're going to speak with faith. These may be the challenges, but we're going to speak with faith. We're not being flippant, but we're speaking because we know who our God is. And it shifts our focus. And so we're not flippant, but we shift our focus. So encounter Shifts where we're looking. Second thing is encounter transforms us. And this is the thing about compassion or whatever, whatever touches our heart. is that we can't move until something has first moved within us. That something changes us. And when I look and read through the Bible of people who encounter the presence of God, and one of those, uh, the, the one that springs to mind is Isaiah. He stands in this moment where he has this vision of who God is. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And then he realizes, I'm a man of unclean lips. And then there's the challenge. Then there's the call and the commission. And he says, you know, who will go for us? And he says, here I am. Send me. Before there's the sending, before there's the movement, there has to be the encounter. That actually something has moved within us. And so I wonder this morning. 
Are we in that place where we've encountered God that's shifted our focus, but also causing us to move and step out? Or have we become comfortable in our experience? Comfortable, yep, these are the things I do. This is what I know. Yes, I encountered God a while back. But maybe there's just something that actually God wants to meet with us to to change and break something within us. Before we move, something moves within us. And maybe we need to come with a posture that says, God, I'm opening myself up to you. One one of the songs that we we sing called The Stand, (laughs) the the verses are a bit unusual, but the the chorus, you know, break my heart, it goes, break my heart for what breaks yours. Actually, in our encounter, in our worship, something changes within us. It's not just compassion. It's compassion in Jesus' name or releasing people from poverty, children from poverty in Jesus' name. So actually, it's not just a good idea, but actually something that is birthed within me. And for each one of us, it could be something different, but it changes us. And so the final point. So it shifts our focus. It transforms something within us. Have we been in a place? Are we in a place where God can do the work within us that he needs to do? And then finally, encounter impacts others. What does Paul pray for the Colossians? He says, I want you to know God so that you can live a life worthy. And what's the result? You bear fruit. You go out and actually there's something different about the world because you are carrying the presence of Jesus where you are. That you are going and what happens is out of that encounter moment, you then go and people see something different. People see, hang on, that, that, that person's changed. Something has happened within them and then it flows out to impact other people's lives. Our encounter with God is not just for our benefit. It's all too easy to get into that place where we come, we worship, we love it, we feel good. Feel good on a Sunday morning. Amazing. But actually there's it's got to be something we then take God wants us to go from here and allow that to overflow. Do our, does our encounter with God impact other people? And again, like the encounter moments, it might not always be in the big dramatic ways. Sometimes we get opportunities to share plenty with people or we get to do lots of things and talk about Jesus and other times it's just the, you know, something about who we are, our character, our demeanor, the way that we respond to people. But actually it's, it's something about us that people take notice. And we're in a time when people might have all sorts of things going on, we always are, but particularly with so much uncertainty, so many, so many issues going on, so much fear in the world. We as the people of God can go, take the life and presence of Jesus so that we go and share that and impact other people.
But it starts with an encounter. An encounter that happens not just here on a Sunday morning, but can happen throughout the week. Can happen in all sorts of times and places. Can happen in the overtly spiritual things, as well as in just the natural times of life. That something can speak to us. That we go switched on. God, what are you saying to me? How do you want to speak to me today? God, how can I meet with you? And then how can that impact other people? We'll have some time to respond. Because on the back of this, you know, as we sing in a few moments and continue just to, to worship, maybe it's a time and an opportunity for us to say, God, I'm here and I want to encounter you. I want to encounter you for the first time. Maybe you're here this morning. You've never made that decision to say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. And you can. Or maybe it's something that happened and you feel like, yes, I, I know I met with Jesus years ago, but I've just been coming to church, doing all the right things, singing the songs and whatever else that goes on in church. But actually, I've not really encountered Jesus. And you could say, Jesus, I'm here this morning to meet with you. I want to pray before I hand back to Sarah and the team to lead us in response. So let's pray together. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, when we, when we hear a presentation like we have this morning, we're reminded of the great need in the world. And other things become insignificant as we realize. And we're reminded again of what really matters. So, Father God, we recognize that it starts as we encounter you. So we pray this morning that we will all be people who know what it is to encounter the true and living God. To know what it is to encounter our Savior, Jesus Christ. To know what it is to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray this morning, maybe for people here who need to just look up and focus on who you are, that you will help them to lift their eyes above their situation and circumstance, not with flippancy, but with faith. Pray, God, that you will do something within us. Maybe today we need to have our heart broken again. We need to deal with some things within us. That something changes within us so that we go from here it's true representatives of Jesus, bringing light and life to people we meet. 
pray that you'll help us. Pray that you'll strengthen us. And we pray like Paul prayed, that we will have wisdom and knowledge so that we bear fruit, so that we have revelation, so that we have the power to endure. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.